1: Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Pharrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. So I knew this chick that, uh, like, they, she worked at the, uh, at the gym, right? And she was like a host or something. And she. She like, and I'm not trying to offend anyone here. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just telling a story, right? So I know this chick and I like her a lot. She's cool. And she was like a host or something. And then when the COVID hit, uh, everyone like lost their jobs, right? And so she went from being a host. Then they said to her, well, we're going to get rid of you. They're like, well, she's like, well, do you have anything else? And I said, yeah, we need somebody to clean toilets. (laughs) And I was like, gee, what a great offer. Uh, to go from being one of the hosts to doing that, I would have, you know, I would have laughed at him, right? I, I would like personally, I would have laughed. I mean, I'm not even being like I'm better than that or any of that. I just, how do you have like the one job, and they're willing to, you know, have you do that job, and then when the COVID hits, they offer you the cleaning toilet job. You know what I mean? Like, are you kidding? What am I going to come up one day a week for eight hours and clean toilets? What a deal! You know, I did that when I was in a frat house when they made me do it with a toothbrush. And I promised myself at that point in my career that I wouldn't be doing this anymore. And I had to be really lit on drugs to do the toilet cleaning. And I mean, I did, too. Like, I, when there was, like, the option of, they're like, get on your knees and clean them toilets with a toothbrush, boy. And I was like, all right, give me five minutes. I'm going to go do an eight ball. I'll be right back. (laughs) <laughs> so that while I'm doing it, I'm completely tweaked and I have no idea what's happening. It's fine with me. I'll clean your toilets, but I need I need five minutes, maybe ten. Can you imagine? Like here, hey, can you just do the toilets now? I'm like, what? <laughs> and then the basketball. The basketball is gone now for a year. No more league. No more Pharrell ballers. I want to kill myself. I hate that COVID hanta the world we live in now. Thank God for playoff hockey.
0: Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.
1: So I just was watching, uh, and it's tied up now. Vegas and Vancouver, one apiece. I changed the channel, watched some uh, some uh, baseball, and and Vegas was up one nothing, and then Vancouver answered right away, and they get the shot uh, from the uh, slot, a pass right down the middle of the slot to the steam train going right in front of the goalie, and they score, and so that's on Leonard too. I guess Leonard's in goal tonight. That's what that looks like. But uh, Bozer just scored to tie it on Leonard. It's 1-1, so we got a good one going here. Uh, Here's the deal. Vancouver has to win the game. It's 3-1 Vegas in the series. So I think Vegas is playing loose. I think uh, Vancouver knows they got to grab the sticks a little tighter. I just heard on NHL Network these guys uh, talking about it. It was um, Boudreaux. He was talking about with Rupp about, oh, don't worry about it. Just watch that last game by Bishop. Just forget all about it. Don't watch the video and just realize it's a home game for us. We got the last change in uh, the game tomorrow night, game six. And I was like, what a laughable comment. Like, I have never in my life ever heard a player say ever in a post game in my life in a Stanley Cup playoff game. I've never heard one player ever, not once say, you know why we won that game tonight? We got the last change. I mean, it's just, that's the biggest fallacy in hockey, that stupid last change. That's like telling me, uh, I also am not a believer in, and you can you can try to sell this to me for the rest of your life. I'm not a believer in, uh, you know, they won the face-off battle tonight. They just dominated those faceoffs all night. You know what's more unnecessary than all those faceoffs? Those two linesmen. That's what's unnecessary. Is having all those guys on the ice in the way. Is what they are. They're in the way. Back in the day, they had one ref, two linesmen. That was it, right? Now they got like fifteen guys on the ice making bad calls, and they and faceoffs take five minutes. Takes five minutes to drop the The, ball puck. It's the the worst
2: faceoff. Yeah, the faceoff stat. It gets a little overbloated because of how many face-offs get taken throughout the game uh, all over the ice the face-offs that matter Definitely. are the ones that are the ones that you take in the offensive zone like on power plays when you're starting a power play and you're down in the offensive zone that is a key face-off that you need to win and those are the ones that matter the most you know and but when you look at it at the end of the game and you go well, you know, they won the faceoff battle, you know, 35 to to 15. Yeah, but maybe 5 of the 15 they won were key ones down in the power play and they scored a goal off of one maybe. So those it's it's those key faceoffs down there that matter.
1: Yeah, or they if you don't if you're on the power play and you lose the faceoff and the and the d- defense clears the puck, that's a uh that's 15 seconds, 20 seconds off your power play. So that that I can agree with. But they talk about uh, you know, after games all the time, you hear these players and coaches saying, you know, we won the faceoff battle all night. And that's what the difference was in this game. And boy, I got to tell you that just having that last change made such a difference. Like, where do they come up with this stuff? These uh cliches in hockey, they are so bad. Like, can you believe? No wonder Bruce Boudreaux isn't working. Here's the deal. Honestly, no wonder he isn't working because this guy just said, forget about that game last night where Ben Bishop gave up 30 goals. What I said today on Coast to Coast is simple. And this is what they didn't like about me when I did NHL play-by-play. I, I, I say it right on the air live. I would no more start this guy in goal than fly a kite because he was so, I mean, he was like a French hooker his legs were spread he was giving up goals like it was the it, like the goal he was he was the uh the, the he was the tower in paris the eiffel tower his legs were spread so bad last night he was giving up five all like he was at a billiards tournament like honestly did you see how many goals he gave up <laughs> i wouldn't let that guy anywhere near the rink let alone the crease or in the goal i would tell him to stay home i'd say listen You did a great job the other night costing us that game. Do me a favor. Stay home with your wife and kids tonight. Just don't even come to the arena. Thank you, because you're bad luck. I can't believe they're going to go back to that guy. I I can't even believe it. Do you believe for one minute that that guy's going to win that game tomorrow if he's in goal after what you saw last night? I don't think there's any
2: way that they start Bishop tomorrow night. Any way possible uh bonus isn't that stupid he can he no, cannot but I heard start Pedro, just
1: forget about it go back yeah, right go yeah, back, right back to him go
2: right back to him sure
1: uh yeah no wonder you don't have a job
2: bruce is out of work okay he's out of work in terms of coaching he's got that broadcasting job now so he should just stick
1: with that you mean on that network no one watches no, you don't like to say that because you've got friends over there, but I tell it like it is. So,
2: Well, listen, I, I'll I, believe me, there are plenty of times that their coverage leaves a lot to be desired. A well, lot. Carlson of
1: getting, in deep, getting in deep. Oh, he goes around the net. I hate when guys get in that deep and then skate around the back of the net. You got to shoot it. Shoot the puck. All these guys pass too much, man. I'm a firm believer in r- just let it rip. I mean, every time it touches your stick, let it rip. If you got space to shoot, like Stone right now had space to shoot, he passes it to Ready. What happens? Deflects off a body, and, and Vancouver goes the other way. I do you know who shoots every time he gets the puck is that kid, Caco, on the Rangers. Every time he gets it, he shoots. He'll shoot from the other end of the rink. I mean, no, just there, shoot. there are guys that do uh, that.
2: And I, like. Ovi does that too. You know, when Ovechkin gets the puck, it doesn't matter where he is in the offensive zone. He could be anywhere. He'll shoot it. He'll shoot from behind the net. He doesn't care. Uh, that's that, how you That's win. just goal scoring mentality right there.
1: That's how you win. Like same thing in basketball. Shoot, or shoot. Uh shoot. People will be like, you know, I, I always say to them, like there's guys I play with that don't like me, obviously, uh, because, Uh, You know, I shoot a lot, but
2: I don't like you out on the basketball court. No way. I
1: score a lot. And so I'm like, listen, are you kidding me? If I'm open and you know what I can do with that ball and you know how I can shoot it and how I finish and how I score and you don't want to give me the ball because you don't like me, then who's the wussy? Listen, I am telling you, if you have a guy like Murray on your team, you let him shoot it every time he's got it. It's that simple. He scores all your points. Give him the rock. I don't care what you think of him. And then if I'm in uh, in in hockey, I want the guy that shoots the puck and scores to have the puck on his stick at all times. All these other guys passing the puck for, uh, I mean, literally, think about a hockey game. When I watch hockey, right? Like, so we watch a game. How much time do they waste, in in your opinion, passing the puck around? They just pass it around like they'll pass it 15 times before they take a shot. A
2: lot of guys do it, and it's extremely annoying.
1: The power play now in the NHL consists of a minute and 30 seconds of passing and 30 seconds of shots at best. Am I right?
2: 100% correct.
1: Well, what if you shot it for a minute and a half and passed it for 30 I mean, literally every second you got it, pass it, shoot, pass it, shoot, pass it, shoot, one-timer, shoot, Uh, you know, saucer to the circle, shoot it, one-timer, shoot it, wrister, shoot it. I mean, what happens to pucks that get shot in from the point? They deflect, they bounce off people, they go down, they go up, they go off sticks, they're deflected, you hit posts, crossbars. it bounces straight down and off the goalie's legging in. All the great things happen in hockey for teams that shoot shoot the puck. They talk about, oh, they won the battle of hits tonight. Hits doesn't mean jack-shack if you don't shoot the puck. You know, you're talking about 28-10 right now in shots in Vegas. If If they shoot another 25 shots in this game, I guarantee you they win. I guarantee it. You know, There's a one in a million chance you're gonna have a Carposalo game where he makes 85 saves. And guess what happened? He still lost. I'm telling you, the team that shoots last wins. I mean, it's just simple. These guys passing the puck all the time like they're Wayne Gretzky. How many great plays are broken up, great chances to score are broken up by a pass instead of shooting it? Same in basketball. Conley did the right thing. He came down and shot the three. It went in and out, and they lost. I still look at that lucky and Nuggets end up winning because this.
3: Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: All right, for all on the bench, if you want to call in, it's toll free 844 843 6879. Get that tattooed on your uh, body, forearm, forehead, buttocks. Put it on the fridge. Tape it to your uh, rear view mirror, whatever you got to do. 844 843 6879. John. Is in shopping Off the all. Hey,
2: Scott, I just want to first say condolences to everybody uh, close to gambling, Kenny, man. What a
1: tragic story that was with his kids and all. Yeah, terrible. Like, uh, the whole thing is just devastating. I honestly uh, have had a real problem with it based on, you know, first of all, that was a really good friend of ours, all of ours. Uh, uh, Carver High got introduced to him by me And same with Mafia Uh, They all knew him because of me And I've known Kenny for over 30 years Uh, I've known him uh, basically my whole adult life, right? And, um, you know, the thing that bothered me about it Was that I I just lost uh, my friend uh, John Boy, Inc. Who was Captain Thunder on the radio show Everyone knew him, he was a NASCAR guy I'm not a real big uh, NASCAR fan, but I am a, a fan of NASCAR parties, like uh, the infield parties at Dega and you name it, uh, Homestead, Atlanta, you know, everywhere, Poconos, Martinsville, Bristol, you know, frankly, Phoenix, Vegas, Fontana, all are just phenomenal parties amazing parties like just the greatest like just keggers and barbecues and people just getting naked the greatest people they party like no other but i'm not a real fan of the racing i just don't care about it it kind of isn't my thing but i still respect them I, i know they're badasses uh and the crews everybody but you know john boy was my guy and he was my nascar guy but i knew him as a friend right I never uh, cared about NASCAR. You know, I created with him the Captain Thunder thing. So he loved NASCAR. He was doing like a, you know, John Nevins thing. That's what he called it, his NASCAR coverage. And I said, you need to have like a shtick going, like a your own thing. Like, you know, we got to call you like Captain Thunder or something. And then the next thing, it, it caught on and he got really huge with it. And he started doing like a podcast and he did all this stuff with Jay ski and all these other people and he got pretty big in NASCAR he got respected and then uh, you know he was 52 years old and he died uh on a skiing accident with his family on a vacation you know and I was I'll never forget it because it was the really the week I started at sports grid right it was like the wasn't it the first week carver High i i went i I went to work and by Friday my friend was dead and yeah, I had in the first to, couple of weeks. First couple of weeks, I went to uh, Florida to do his funeral. It was awful. It, the whole thing was just awful. And then what? Seven months later, uh, I have another uh, good friend, Gambling Kenny, dies of pancreatic cancer. And Kenny got the news about his cancer three weeks ago. And literally, uh, they told him he had you know four to six months to live. They're like, choose your uh, poison. Go home and and die, or go to a hospice and die because you're we can't. Control this. It's out of control. You're already beyond the breaking point. And so he chose to go home. And he he went home and he got so sick that he uh, had to go back into ICU. And they basically, you know, I mean, I'm just telling it like it is. He he basically got morphined out and uh, dripped out. And so all I know is I've lost two of my closest friends in um, the same year, uh, whatever, six seven months apart. Like I've you know I've been. Just totally bummed out about it. I'm sick and tired of going to funerals for my friends. And it just, you know, I was driving the other day and I thought to myself that uh, you know, I'm I'm fifty-five years old and you know, some of my friends are dying. And that and to me, that's still too young. I think Kenny was 65. He was 10 years older than me, but I knew him like ever since I was young, right? So uh I've known him since I was like you know, 25, 23 years old, maybe. I've known him about 32 years. And uh, so when I was 23, I was insane. Like, I mean, you have no idea. The the Just I was Satan, okay? So I partied like no other. Like when I went out gambling and when I went out drinking in Vegas, I lived in Vegas twice. And when I went out with Kenny, it was a like a two, three-day bender. I mean, you could have asked him, Carver, High. I don't know if you, because you went out with him a lot without me because I didn't drink and stuff at, at later in life. And you guys would go out drinking, and I wouldn't go with you. And I don't know if you ever asked him, but, like, you know, he knows how insane I was. Like, I'd go out with him for three days. We wouldn't even take a shower. I mean, we'd you just know, come back three, we, four days later.
2: We had some chats uh, late night at the blackjack table.
1: Listen, but I don't hide anything I did. I, I tell it right on the air. So all my stories are A, true, B, I'm guilty. Like, I did everything. So I, it's, there's a, there's a certain freedom to just telling it like it is. (laughs) I mean, I just, I just tell everything. So there's nothing I, I won't talk about. So bottom line is, is that he knew me to be the devil and he knew me, uh, as a crazy raging, you know, partier. And so I, he lived through all that with me. And then later in life, he saw me like a dad and whatever, uh sober and stuff like that it was it was had to be a culture shock for him because i it was so different than what he was accustomed to he knew i was crazy and then he knew i wasn't and so um i think i'm still really cool i'm just not crazy anymore and i don't uh frankly get involved in anything stupid so uh, i did though i was a king of stupid and i was i got away with murder so it sucks for me to lose two really good friends uh ever let alone in the same year. And then last year I lost my dad. And when I was a kid, I lost my mom. So I have lost everyone I know. I mean, just it's like everyone I know is dead. So uh, it's been very depressing for me, to be honest. People would never know that about me. And John asked and I answer. It's simple. Like, uh, it's terrible for me. I just, I drive in my car often and I think how bad it sucks that, um, my good friends are all dead, and I just am like, it's crazy. The guy died in a skiing accident, and the other one died in three weeks after he found out he had cancer. Who, you know, most people go through chemo, radiation, they battle, they fight it, they last a couple years, whatever, and then maybe they go. Same thing with that uh, guy, Bozeman. You know, I don't know how long he had it, but I guess uh, uh, unless I'm wrong, he had it for about four years, right? and he died, and so he was 43, he was really young. That's way too young to die, in my opinion. Anyone can die at any age, I get it. Uh, I understand all that, but it's tough when you lose friends that are 52 and 65. I still think, I hate to say it, I, I think is old too, fair enough. As a Like an athlete. But as a person, 65 is not old. He should be retiring and enjoying the rest of his life for 20 more years at least, right, of getting really old and, and rotting away. But you shouldn't be dead at 65, in my opinion. So it sucks.
2: Man, cancer cancer is a B, bro. Uh, if I can just ask you a Game 7 question uh, tonight, if I can't. So, so the Jazz, they lose by one tonight, you know, a heartbreaker.
1: Yeah, by two. Uh, after
2: they added Conley and Bogdanovich. Oh, by two, okay. Still yeah. a heartbreaker, nonetheless. After they added uh, Conley and Bogdanovich uh, before the season. I want to just know from you, is there anything that they can do under the salary cap to get over the hump
1: that they seem to have? Well, there's nothing wrong with the team other than uh, they never had Bogdanovich for the playoffs. And so that hurt them. And they had guys like Ingles playing who I think, you know, I know no one likes to hear it, but he's trash. They got to get rid of him. He's just a big, fat, old white guy that can't play. Bottom line, and they got to get uh, you know quicker and younger. And I think you know everything else about that team I like, uh, but uh, you got to get rid of the dead weight. And uh, certainly, if if Bogdanovich is there, he's playing, and Ingles isn't. So that's that. But I know they like Ingles a lot, and that's why they lose. That's why they don't matter. Bottom line, it's just the reality of it. No one likes when I tell it like it is and, and just say a player sucks. But Joe Engel sucks. That's it. He's just average at best. He's like a journeyman hack NBA white guy. Am I wrong, Carver? You can't even deny it. No. That's right. Simple as that. So, uh, look, I'll say it again, and I mean it. He had a great look to win the game. There is no one on that team that is mad at Mike Conley tonight for that pull-up three with no time left. That was the best shot on the floor, and he had the ball. There was no time to make another pass. Another pass, you get another turnover because the Nuggets were playing great D. They had one look, one shot, one chance. He took it, and it's simple. It's basketball. He missed. And uh, he shot it perfectly. It went in and out. It rolled in, rolled out. He didn't get a clean drop. It kind of spun around like a like a ride at Disney World. You know, it was like a it was like a saucer. It went in and rolled it rolled spun around and rolled out. So it it went in quick. It was it was down and then out. It came right back yeah, out because it, I mean, it was rolling.
2: He had no time to pass it to anybody. They got the rock no. with four seconds left off the missed layup. You had to whoever got the ball had to push. And shoot, that was it. There was no passing the ball there.
1: No, but it was a great look, and I'll take that look every day. Uh, I I got to tell you, I hit a game winner today on the exact same shot. So I played about seven games this morning for like two hours, and the uh, fifth, sixth, and seventh game, we won all three. And I played with this hack bunch of guys, underdogs for sure. The other five were way better than us, but we beat them all three games because I started getting hot hitting threes and hitting uh, – big shots in on the wing and in the corner. And I hit that game winner uh, from that exact same spot today. I, I even said it earlier. It's so my, it's my, my two favorite shots on the court in a, in a three dagger are the wing, the running wing three that he shot where I'll pull right up, running down the wing, give me the ball moving. I can hit it floating or, or running. I can hit that three all day. To me, it's like a free throw. And then uh, my, Favorite shot beyond that is even more so is the deep corner. I can hit the deep corner three. Everyone thinks, most people that play me know that I'm deadly from the corners. I can hit from both corners like I'm shooting free throws. Threes, NBA range threes from uh, deep in the corner. It's my favorite shot. And I love, uh, I'm a baseline player. I play power forward and I play uh, baseline moves. I love it. All right, so uh, they're going to the third period here, I guess, right? Uh, Tied at ones. They're underway. Uh, They just dropped the puck, so it's uh, 1-1. Vegas, if they can uh, win this third period and score and, and, uh, you know, beat Vancouver in this game, the series is over, and then they're in the Western final. And uh, we'll find out tomorrow if Colorado and Dallas uh, will end, if Dallas wins. Now, we were talking about it before. I don't start Bishop in game 6. There's no way I let him near that goal the way he looked. But I'm sure they'll uh, do it. I, I have no doubt they're probably going to go back to him because I, I think they're they these guys go with the they go with the star player. He's been injured, he's been out. The other kid has done a great job. He's carried him, and then they'll still go back to the well with the veteran, high priced goalie in Bishop. Even though he had a bad game, they'll go back to him. But I think the thing is, my guess is they'll go back to him. And then if he lets in three, they'll yank him because they'll know that he's just, he doesn't have it. But I think that the right decision is not to do that. I think the right decision, uh, Carver, you cannot deny that the real right, sound decision to make is to not play him.
2: I would not play him uh, I, I don't care um, if he's the high price starter he has not played for the majority of this playoffs Hadobin has not saying that Hadobin's been a world beater uh you know Dallas has scored a lot of goals here these last two rounds but he's been the guy that they've been winning with I would be stunned if Bonus started Bishop tomorrow night I mean I mean stunned um but hey uh, I've seen crazier things. That's for sure, but I think Hadobin gets back in the net for them. I think it's too risky to start Bishop. What? He's just not sharp enough. You saw it in the first period the other night.
1: Oh, Leonard just made a save that hurt my groin. Oh, my God. He just made the most beautiful save on a breakaway. You should have seen it. Like, scratch my back with a hacksaw. That we'll was see the it in save. two minutes. <laughs> oh, what a save. What a save. He did the full sprawling layout like a bikini model. I mean to tell you. Vancouver's grabbing the sticks. They cannot lose this game. They have to score. They have to get a lead in this game because if they go down, I'm telling you, they're going to lose. Because Vegas will clamp down on you like a hawk grabbing a salmon out of the river, (laughs) I mean to tell you. They will clamp down on you, and you won't know what hit you. It'll be like a bear snagging a fish having dinner. And they are dangerous. Oh, they got a chance, too. They're just one chance after the next, Vegas. I got to tell you, though, after that basketball game, I I honestly, I'm serious. Like, it's such a letdown to watch this. Even though this is a really good hockey game, 1-1, it just cannot top that basketball game, that low-scoring war that we just watched. It was so good that I just can't get up for the rest of this hockey game. I'm watching it. I'm cool with it. I'm down with it. I'm, You know, it's fine. I get into it, you know I love hockey, but I cannot enjoy this as much because I'm still in shock at what I saw that, oh, that look he had and he and he, and it went in and out. Like even they, they're posting stories now on social media all night after the game that everyone thought it was in. Like Spider thought it was, when he was sitting there on the other side of the court, on the other wing, he looked and he just, you could see his face. He looked, he watched it, he knew it was in. It was such a beautiful shot. And Vancouver's taking the lead. They needed it, and they got it. (laughs) Leonard had made the huge save, and now he can't make the huge save, and they get a huge goal. I think it was Patterson again, the star player. He got around. There is the save uh, that uh, Leonard had made, but this time off the end boards up to the point. Then they shot it in from the slot, and and it was tipped by Pedersen right on the doorstep. He got his stick on it on a slap shot from the top of the slot all the way up at the blue line, and uh, I I think Bozer shot it, and he got the same thing as the Flyers losing, uh, or the Flyers beating the Islanders with the deflection down. The puck was going up. It was a riser. He tipped it down. The goalie, Leonard, had no chance. Whenever you get that high riser and it's knocked down, it goes in 100 miles an hour like a pinball machine. You know how you're playing pinball and you think you got it all figured out, and then the thing rockets past you, and you're like, "Damn!" That's what that goal is like. It hit. It hits and happens so fast. It's like, uh, you know, there's nothing to compare it to. It happens so fast, you're just helpless. You have no shot.
2: Yeah, I finally just saw it.
1: Yeah. And you, did you see the Leonard save too with the legs sprawled yes, out? Yes,
2: I did. Great save by him.
1: That, that was a great save, right? It really was. So now, do they? Uh, Maintain their prosperity and and seal the deal up two one or does I I just have my doubts that they can hold that lead because the other I night mean, they were up they couldn't hold it
2: they they've been holding on for dear life here as you you referenced the shot total a few times I mean Vegas has been all over them and this kid Thatcher Demko who's in the nets <sighs> tonight for Vancouver has really been getting it done.
1: Margaret Thatcher Demco.
2: Margaret Thatcher Demko in the pipes for Vancouver tonight. And the, the Vegas just comes at you in so many waves. I, I really doubt that this is going to be the last goal for the next 16 and a half minutes of this game. I just really doubt it.
1: Uh, now, I think this guy, Alex Dickerson of the Giants, am I wrong? I think he may have hit uh, three home runs tonight. He was going. He's going for four. Uh, right now I don't know if he got it I obviously I don't think he got it it was five minutes ago but he was going for four home runs that has to be the story because I I just saw it run so that's pretty impressive the Rangers rallied in 10 to beat the Astros six five at minute made the Indians beat the Royals 10 one the twins over the White Sox three two Tigers beat the Brewers 12 one. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Diggerson has three, and the game was going for his fourth. I don't know if he got it. Uh, so tell me the story. Did we do this already? Because uh, I know there were bean balls in the Bronx tonight. Uh, they were throwing – the Yankees were throwing at Rays. Uh, I don't know if you – did you already say this on the air? Uh, I think you said it to me off air. What happens is we hope we get that uh, sound for you tomorrow on Coast to Coast because tomorrow they're going to play again in the Boogie Down. And Cash has already said, I got a stable full of guys that can throw 98. You want to play games? We'll see you tomorrow.
2: Yeah, the Yankees finally had a a win over the Rays tonight, but Chapman threw a seed at uh, Michael Brousseau's uh, right by his head in the ninth inning. The benches uh, emptied. There was a lot of yelling and uh, shouting at each other. And after the game, uh, Rays manager Kevin Cash, uh, he did not hold back. Uh, on the Yankees, uh, basically, doesn't like the way that they play. Um, I got guys who throw 98 in my bullpen too, so it could be a very interesting game tomorrow night in the Bronx as those two teams are going to meet again. And there's been some bad blood between these two teams, Scotty, uh, for a couple of years now. And um, we'll see if uh, Cash wants to uh, make do on his. I've got a bunch of guys that throw 98.
1: Yeah, probably idle threats. You start seeing stuff like that, then they if it happens, you're going to get suspended and fined. Obviously, I guess he doesn't care. Because, you know, the bottom line is baseball, I'll be honest with you, with their pathetic suspensions, that policy is so backward-assed. Every guy that gets suspended, uh, they cut it in half.
2: Yeah, you know, you get a two-gamer, it would only be one. So that's okay. You you lose half your suspension.
1: None of it ever sticks. Uh, If you you cheat, you don't get any games at all. It's a joke is what it is. It's an absolute joke. That's just all there is to it. And um, so do you believe Camara or do you believe uh, the stories that are saying he wants out? Because he says he never asked to be traded at all. He just wants more money. He's, he's at least honest about that. He's like, all I want is more money. He wants to be p- uh, paid like McCaffrey, which isn't happening.
2: Right, he wants more money. He might not have exactly went out and said, uh, "I want to be traded." But the Saints maybe said, "You know, we don't want to pay this guy. Maybe we should see if what we can get for him now, while his value is uh, pretty high. Maybe that's what the Saints are doing. Maybe this is a situation where a guy's not asking for a trade, but the Saints know they don't want to pay him down the road, and they're going to explore those options now. I don't believe he'll be traded, by the way. I think he'll be playing week one uh, next Sunday when the Saints play the Bucks. I think that Camaro will be on the field for them."
1: So, uh, your boy Mahomes got engaged tonight. He got his uh, Super Bowl ring from the Chiefs, and then he uh, he handed a rock to his uh, girlfriend, and they're getting Honestly, married. Pat,
2: I'm glad mean, come they're
1: on. glad Honestly, they're getting Pat. married because we sure yeah, saw him partying with women in uh, Vegas after the fight, didn't we?
2: <laughs> with yeah, Travis we Kelsey, we they were we
1: rolling it. in the casino with the hussies. You can That's a me situation on that,
2: where, and I'm sure he's probably, uh, you know, been with the girl of for a long time. sure he's been with the girl for a long time, sweetheart forever. Uh, you're Patrick Mahomes' age. Uh, you've got the contract that you've got coming your way. You're in your mid-20s. Super Bowl MVP, league MVP. Uh, I'm waiting 10 years before I get married, okay? I'm going to wait till I'm in my mid-30s, all right? got to. You got to have some fun here for the next 10 I years. I
1: saw that guy at the at the Fury fight. And I mean, he literally must have had 100 women running after him like he was the Pied Piper. <laughs> I mean, your, your boy led the rats through the street. Megadeth, son, stay focused. He and Kelsey are best friends. They party. You remember that song?
2: Symphony of Destruction by Megadeth. Yeah.
1: Uh, the rats. How did it go? How did it go, uh, Carver High? Just like the Piper pipe, uh, led rats through the street. <laughs> Dance like the marionette who swayed to the symphony of destruction. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what Andy Reid's talking about, but he says uh, it's not what he really wants. Super Bowl rings, he wants free hamburgers. Or free cheeseburgers. Which He's is saying good, so. that
2: he could use that. Did you see they got their rings tonight? Those uh, Super Bowl rings. Yeah. Very uh, very stylish. And Reed was saying that uh, it's nice to have a Super Bowl ring, but he thinks it could get him some free cheeseburgers. Like if he wore that out to a couple of establishments, that he could maybe get some cheeseburgers on the house.
1: It's probably a good call on his part. So I got to see this. Uh, your boy Nick Nurse calls out the officiating. Really he, laid in,
2: he laid into them good. That's another one I hope that they have in the uh, in the sound email in the morning for Coast to Coast.
1: He talked about Tatum. He shot 14 free throws tonight, which is as much as our whole team shoots. They took very good care of him tonight. Boom, end quote. There you go. I got to get that. Got to get that quote on uh, Coast to Coast tomorrow. Send that down the line with the new hangouts. Carver High's got me on a whole new system tonight. Whole new system. It's all happening.
2: Got a lot of things we got to change. One of them is the system for the stories. It's okay.
1: I got to agree with you, though, about the girlfriend thing. I got to be honest. If I had his money, a half a billion dollars, and I and I won the Super Bowl, and I've got an MVP and a Super Bowl already under my belt, and I got that much money, uh, I'm going to have
2: And you're one, that young.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm going to have 100 girlfriends. I'm not going to have one wife. I'm gonna have a hundred girls, like a scene out of a bad, dirty movie. That's what I'm gonna have going. I'm gonna have a lover in every city, literally, and marry none of them. Cause they all want the same thing, right? They all want that money and that ring. Cause you know, she's gonna get like, I saw the ring on her hand, it weighs more, it looked like a shoe I wear. Looked like a pair of my LeBrons. My LeBron 17, son. I got three pairs of those. I mean, the ring she got looks like it's worth about 200K, at least. He bought it like he was having cheeseburgers with Andy Reid. I'm telling you. All right, uh, we'll try to catch up with your boy, uh, the Rager, Morency, coming up on the bench. All right, for on the bench, uh, Marenzi's up next with Sports Rage on Sports Grid Radio Overnights. Did you think the Raptors got shafted by the refs against the Celtics, and what did you think of uh, Conley had that great look? Uh, He just – it wouldn't drop. It went in and out.
4: No, you know what? I know that Nick Nurse is working the league and working the refs after the game. Siakam did get roughed up. uh, But, man, it was old school Eastern Conference uh, basketball. The referees, I thought, did a good job of letting a lot go. And uh, honestly, look, Jason Tatum got called uh, for a pretty, you know, questionable uh, technical foul late that gave a lifeline uh, to the Raptors. I'll tell you what, though, Scotty, I don't think this series is as done as everybody makes it out to be. Uh, Boston, a minus 500, a FanDuel right now, Raptors plus 360. I know it's not the same as last year, uh, but the Raptors have been down uh, before. And quite frankly, just the law of averages. I mean, look, there were three points away from uh, tying this basketball game, and they just can't hit a three between Lowry and Van Fleet in the first two games. And as far as Conley, man, it looked like it was going in, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it really did. That's my favorite shot, that wing running three when I play ball. I hit a couple of those today. That's a beautiful look. He had a clean look. You can't ask for anything more, especially after Mitchell turned it over. And then you go to the other end. Grant misses the layup. And then you get that lucky roll off that rim and a chance with Gobert to bring it up the floor, give it to Conley for that runner. Uh, I thought it was in. I think everyone thought it was in. And it went in and out. And and that's just a crappy way to lose.
4: Yeah, you know what? I could watch these two teams uh, play, you know, every night. And it's one of these deals, Scotty. I think if they played 14 games, it would be that close. Reminded me of the old school, and I know you're old school boxing uh, fan. Reminded me of the old school, you know, the the Hitman Hearns and Hagler and Sugar Ray right. Leonard uh, fights, right. 15 rounds. They get to the 14th and 15th, and they can barely lift their arms. And they're still, <laughs> right. they're still fighting. That was Utah and Denver tonight, man. They can barely yeah. lift their arms to shoot the ball.
1: It was great. It's a letdown to watch even this hockey game after that. That game was so great. All right, have a great show. I'll see you guys tomorrow on Coast to Coast tonight.